0: What's happening, everybody? Welcome back to the Awaken Project podcast. I'm super excited today. Uh, This is Blake, and I am sitting here with the one and only Charlie Cerny, everybody. He is the coach of the high school football team at Umatilla High School, and uh, he's been a coach for quite a while. And so with that, Charlie, welcome to the show, my man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, dude. So uh, we like to kick things off with a little bit of an icebreaker. So you're going on a cruise. And uh, the rumor is, I've never been on a cruise, but the rumor is, is that they give tons of food on the cruise ships. So, man, run us through what some of your favorites are going to be or what you're looking forward to, or maybe just your favorite food in general. I would say my
1: personal favorite is probably the 24 hour pizza bar and soft serve ice cream.
0: (laughs) They have a 24 hour pizza bar?
1: Yes. And soft serve ice cream. What? Oh, yeah.
0: Dude, I would gain so much weight on that.
1: That's kind of the plan.
0: Okay, good. Well, you're looking a little thin, so I'm hoping that that's gonna be the case. But uh, awesome, man. Well, thanks for thanks for coming on and walking through this. And uh, just to start us off here, man, I. I would love to know what's something in life that uh that's new for you or something that you're learning or maybe something that you're experiencing. I know that you're a teacher so you got the month off and the summer off, but uh what is what is just something that's new? Probably patience, I guess, which, you know, everybody loves to talk about, <laughs> but the uh
1: not really on the teaching front, more on the parent front, but my son just turned 16. Ooh. And uh he gets his license here in a couple of weeks. And Man. so riding in the passenger seat for the last year. That has got to be a scary thing. Yeah. And we've been a little more intensive with the making him do it as it's getting closer to his license time. And, uh, it's, it's scary just <laughs> even being in the car, but the thought of him going out on his own yeah. is, uh, is a little daunting. I trust him. He's been doing a great job, but it's right. still, it, it just makes me feel old and that I've got a kid that I've got to put out there in the world. <laughs> and trust that he's going to get where he's going and home safe and right. Have you, uh, have you been on the freeway with him yet? Not yet. Okay. It's, uh,
0: (laughs) got to build up to that moment. Yeah.
1: We're, uh, we may go down to one of the theme parks or something to make him drive on the turnpike or something a little bit,
0: man. Has he, has he ever driven on one? Not yet. Okay. Not even like it was a student driver or. I think they did, um, part of the,
1: the 429 local toll road, toll road around us, but, um, only a little bit
0: like a little tiny section of it. Okay. Man, I uh yeah, I give my parents so much credit for sitting in that passenger seat while I drove while I drove at the age of 15 and yeah, I never gave it much thought until sitting in the passenger seat. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh that's cool man. So patience, patience is the uh the key to it. Yeah. this summer. So cool, man. Well, let's uh, let's dive into the topic. We are going to talk about coaching and just through the coach's eyes. And uh, I've had the privilege of going out to the practice field and uh, go to a scrimmage with you guys. And it's been it's been an awesome experience. I mean, it's cool. We see you here on a Sunday serving uh, at our church, but also uh, just to see you in your element and with these kids. Um, it's, it's truly an honor and awesome to see you out there. So uh, with that, I got a question for you why coaching? And with that, actually, first, let me go, let me go back. When did you start coaching? So how long have you been coaching? And why coaching? And why are you passionate about it?
1: I started coaching in 1999. So way back, I'm sure you were like third grade. So yeah, third grade. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So I started way back then. Uh, I played sports growing up, uh, little league, uh, played football through high school. Uh, ran track uh, into college and uh, so I've always enjoyed competing got out of school and did some flag football leagues with some friend, adult friends these little adult flag football leagues and things I've always enjoyed competing Hmm. Uh, sitting at a high school game with my wife and watching the game going man I could feel like I could help that kid I feel like I could help that kid and and uh, so the next year um, they actually the school that that was near us they fired the coach they hired a new guy and uh, so I went and saw in the paper that they hired him so I went and volunteered my services to uh, to help out I was like I'll volunteer I'll help the kicker I don't care I just want to get involved in Mm -hmm. the sport mostly because I enjoy being competitive and it's a chance to compete still and stay around the game yeah and uh, then they he hired me on I was gonna help him out and after a month he resigned so he was only there for like the month of January and so then the new guy they hired came on, I uh, went and had the same conversation with him and he kind of threw me in the deep end of the pool said, you're going to be the head JV coach. I'm like, uh, wow. Uh,
0: okay. <laughs> welcome. Welcome. Yeah,
1: so, I mean, I hadn't played football, like I said, since high school, I was out of college at that point for a couple of years. So it'd been six years since I'd been around the game other than watching it on TV. And, hmm. but it was, he was an awesome mentor for me and his name was Tim Smith. And, uh, so he was awesome for that the, like, I appreciate that he did that he kind of let me sink and swim on my own make my own mistakes and learn from it but
0: um, yeah. kind of gone from there so did you when you coach the JV team did you do everything or were you I had you one other couple?
1: I had one other guy okay that, so I ran the offense and he ran the defense do you remember so, how big your squad was uh we had probably uh, it's funny. I was just cleaning up a closet because I was moving schools, and I saw a picture. Uh, but that was probably <laughs> from way back when, had more hair. The uh, the uh, probably 20, 20 to twenty five kids or so.
0: Okay. Wow, man. That's a that's a big responsibility. Like, be thrown into, but that's that's awesome. It was a smaller
1: school, and so we uh, we did a lot of stuff with the varsity squad uh, until until Wednesdays, and then games on Thursday nights.
0: Yeah. So what's, what's captured your attention and why have you stayed passionate through these years? Like, what is it that drives you? I just love watching the
1: kids grow. Hmm. Uh, I like seeing them develop, seeing kids that, you know, they're not necessarily stars, but they come on, don't even know how to put their cleats on when they're freshmen and, Hmm. and end up being contributors to your team by the time they graduate. Um, you know, maybe just be a role player. And yeah. not play a whole lot or the kids that develop and become stars regardless it's neat to see them grow and develop and know that I had a little part in that
0: yeah and then I think uh so as we were just talking earlier and I wasn't planning on bringing this up but once you said it I was like huh I should I should mention that so Charlie coaches high school kids um but he mentioned something about um uh, just the difference between college coaching and high school coaching so you ran track in college right mm-hmm. yes so why didn't you ever want to coach college football or college track? Why did you want to do high school?
1: Uh, college sports coaching is kind of hard to get into. Uh, it's kind of a who you know business. Okay. Uh, the time commitment is is incredible. They're probably home more during the season than they are in the off season, which um, doesn't make sense to a lot of people. But that's when they're recruiting. So, I mean, as a high school coach, that's when I meet the college coaches is in the off season because that's when they can travel around and, and meet kids and coaches and, gotcha. and get around and do their part. So the time commitment is huge. Um, and just uh, I didn't really want to travel that much. And I'd not college coaching really is a who, you know, business as far as football is concerned. And I didn't really know anybody hmm. to, to get in like that. So Gotcha. Well, Now, you
0: know, everybody, so you can <laughs> probably get into it now. <laughs> that was a lot of time. I yeah. I spent a lot of time as it is now, <laughs> man. But that's awesome. That's awesome that you, uh, you've been thrown into that and you just have a passion for it. It's really cool. So, um, the next thing, uh, that I have for you is does your faith play a role in your coaching style? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. How it, so? Well, it's,
1: uh, if you look at Jesus kind of as a coach, you know, he had his team, uh, he had his disciples and, um, he had, you know, I kind of think he had his eleven starters, and then the one guy that that was there on the team too that ended up causing a little trouble for him. Yeah. So, it Judas. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but uh, you know, your teams are like that. You've got you've got your your starters, and you've got your kids that that uh, help, and you've got your kids that give you headaches too. It's just mm. you know, it's always like that, just because uh, they're all individuals, and as coaches, we're individuals, and so sometimes personalities are. Um, mesh together really well. And sometimes they clash a little bit. Right. You know, um, but it's even in, you know, I was thinking about our study that we just did uh, in Mark, you know, and there's parts in there that remind me of coaching like, uh, chapter nine. I think it was, he was talking of the disciples couldn't drive out the demons and, Mm. and Jesus is like, why, how long do I have to put up with you guys? Yeah. And sometimes I feel like that (laughs) at coaching sometimes, you know, it's like, (laughs) I've told you guys how to do this. Why can't you do it? So, um, you know so i th- i think the faith pays, plays a role in that because you know jesus loved those guys mm-hmm. so but he still got frustrated with them at times too and right. and it's you know i love working with those kids like i said and watching them develop and and i love competing and i just love being around it and uh, i think it keeps me young being around them but at the same time it gets it gets frustrating as well so it it's the same kind of parallel i think
0: yeah yeah and i've i've noticed that your coaching style is very much uh you don't, you're not a screamer. You're not a yeller. I just see the way that you come alongside and you're, you're more of a teacher and that's more of, more of your heart. So
1: absolutely. And every kid's, you have to reach them all different. Some kids right. get better if you yell at them a little bit. Some kids <laughs> will shut down if you yell at them at all. Yeah. And, yeah. and so you've got to get to know the kids and that comes with building a relationship. And again, with, you know, trying to use Jesus as an example it was about his relationships with those people and the people that he interacted with all the time and having relationships with them and that allowed him to act certain ways with certain people um, but you know I've just seen too many people just yell for the sake of yelling and it becomes white noise hmm. and, and the kids don't want to listen to that anymore and, well and I tell the kids too like or I tell my coaches actually you know on Friday nights we don't need to yell at the kids a whole lot if they're messing something up you know you can get on them about attitude you can get on them about effort because that's something the kids can control. But if they're messing up something technique wise, that's not the kid's fault. That's our fault. Yeah, we have Monday through Thursday to fix that. Wow. You know, if they're messing it up on Friday, that's not the kid's fault. Quit yelling at them. Go yell at yourself. Hmm. So because that's our fault, and that's something that we have to fix.
0: That's owning the responsibility of your job and what you're supposed to be doing. Right. So that's wow. That's that's cool. That's incredible.
1: Yeah. So most people see me on. A, well, now I've got a great staff, and we get along really well. But people will probably see me getting on the coaches more on a Friday night than on a player. Hmm. So.
0: Yeah. That actually, uh, so I've never told you this, but that this kind of, I don't know, this is off topic in what I gave you, but I've almost noticed that uh, Coach Keen, when he's out there with you, um, he kind of helps keep you on track. I don't know if that's intentional or <laughs> if that's just something that naturally has happened. Uh, it's,
1: uh, well at this point it's probably intentional. It sort of okay. naturally happened when we work together at another school. Uh, we've known each other for a few years now and, um, Willie's great. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he's, he sometimes has to rein me in. I get a little excited. <laughs> and I get a little, I, I, uh, the teacher in me feels sometimes like they should know it. And I'm ready to move on to the next subject. And he's like, no, no, back up. Hmm. You know, we need to go over that again. And so, uh, I, I try very hard, uh, but I fail quite a bit at the Belief that you know you've got to rep something probably 500 times before you should run it in a game. Yeah. To make sure the kids know it, and sometimes I'm like, two eh, 200s enough. Let's move on. So <laughs> let's make it happen. So he he reins me in, uh, but it's been great. It's a great dynamic, and uh, we've got a good relationship, and I enjoy having him out there. He's been good for me.
0: Yeah. In uh, totally once again going in a different direction, but your coaching staff, you you're bringing them up. Um, so you have uh, Coach Keen, who's been coaching with you for how long?
1: Uh we coached together this will actually uh only be our third year together but we've known each other for four or five years now I think. So, okay. Yeah, he moved schools and then
0: uh he left where we were together and then now we're back together. Okay. So. And then you got three other guys and if you could just explain and introduce us to them um and your relationship with them and how that started cuz that's that's a cool story. Sure, sure. Uh Jason Roberts is uh
1: coaching our defensive backs. Um he was the defensive coordinator at another school last year Um, but he's also um, a teacher and been looking for a teaching job and and i had a job available for him so he's was willing to make the commute and come up we've had a relationship again for a few years um uh, he's he is uh Mr. Do Everything. He's like the perfect assistant coach. If huh. you need something done, he's probably already done it before you thought about <laughs> it. And if not, he'll make sure it's done before you finish your sentence. He's <laughs> He's been awesome to have on staff. It's great. Yeah, he's organized a lot of stuff. He was able to get, when I got the job in January, he was able to actually get on the campus before I was. And so he was instrumental in recruiting the kids in our hallways hmm. and getting them excited to come out and play because I was only able to get over there, you know, once or twice a week. Um, right. Uh, because I still had to keep teaching at my other school. And so I was trying to get over there in the afternoons and work around the kids doing baseball. And being at a smaller school, The kids, most of the kids were doing baseball or track. And so he was instrumental in the hallways and mm. getting kids out. Uh, so he's been fantastic. Uh, I've got uh, Derek Henry. He's a former player that I coached when he was in high school. And uh, he's coming over from the middle school. He's coached sports at the middle school. Uh, for several years and and now he's moving up to the high school to come uh, coach with me which is awesome it's um it's pretty neat him and the, the next guy i talk about well, I both played for me and it's it's uh, one of those things coaching wise you can you always talk about you wanting to see these guys grow up and be good citizens and, you know good fathers and good husbands and uh, so getting to see that uh is really really cool and uh, so he's wanting to get involved and and um uh, he even said, you know, I've I've kind of wanted to come up for years, but I didn't want to work for just anybody. So, wow. he was like, I'm glad it's you and man, that's so, awesome. So, so that was really cool and and he's been fantastic. And then uh, Simon Hawkins uh, also played for me way back in the day and uh, same thing. It's um you know, knowing him and and his uh wife, known them for years and just uh, getting able, being able to have him on the staff and again, two kids, there him and Derek both are, are young. Uh, but they're eager to learn, and hmm. and uh, that's what you need. So, I've got a nice mix of some veteran coaches and some young coaches that we can train them up, also.
0: Yeah, and you've kept that's cool that you've kept a relationship with them throughout the years, too. Mm-hmm. So, wow. All right. Third question that I have for you uh, What have the athletes who've played for you taught you?
1: I would say that they've taught me that what I say and what I do matters. Hmm. Um, like I said, even with Derek and Simon, um, just being able to interact with them now and look back, it's one thing to run into a kid in, you know, a restaurant or the the mall or someplace, not that anybody goes to malls anymore, but <laughs> you know, you run into a kid and, and they're like, Hey, how are you? And, you know, yeah. you talk for a second. Um, and it's good to see them out of course. And those are good interactions to have. And, um, it's been neat with Derek and Simon to actually get to talk to them and, hmm. and, um, more in depth and get to know them even a little better now as grown men with kids of their own. Right. And, um, feel like, you know, I was a good example for them on being a husband and, and being a father. And even though at the time when I was coaching them, I think Simon had actually graduated before I had my son and, and Derek was close. It was right about that time, but still we've stayed in contact through the years. And so hopefully I've been an example for that, but everything that I'd say and do matters and which is why I'd, I um uh, I don't cuss, you know, very very rarely. Um occasionally stuff will slip, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I uh try very hard not to uh because I think it matters. I don't, you know, don't want the kids to do that, I don't want the coaches to do that. Right. Uh, you know, we're human and we're not perfect, but yeah. you know, I also know in, in uh, like in James in chapter three, it talks about, you can't have, uh, I'm going to mess this up, but like salt water and fresh water flowing from the same thing. It's kind of yeah. like the tongue is, can be our enemy if we don't watch over it. And right. Right. So I try very hard to, to be an example in and, and the the way that I talk, the words that I use, the way that I act. Um, I, um, uh, I've only thrown a headset like twice. And one of the times I did it, I broke the headset and those are expensive. Oh, so man. I stopped doing that. <laughs> Because that's an expensive, uh, expensive accident. Mm-hmm. And so I try not to, to do that. And ranting and raving just, uh, it distracts the kids. You know, I tell the coaches, and I've talked to the kids, I tell the coaches, you know, don't, don't yell at officials. They're not mm-hmm. going to turn around and pick up the flag and go, you're right, coach, that was my fault. So I've never seen that happen. What? Come on. I watch
0: the NFL every Sunday. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, never yeah. happened yet.
1: And I, I don't have a fancy red flag to throw on stuff. So mm-hmm. yelling at them's, you know, not going to do any good. And I actually learned a lot about that from coaching softball. Okay. For a few years when I moved schools, that kind of came with the teaching job. They're like, well, yeah, we can hire you, but you need to be the softball coach too. <laughs> okay. So uh, I did that for a few years, but I, I found that, of course, you know, everybody and their brother knows how to, how to coach and officiate baseball and softball. But so mm. people would get mad and I'm like, I can calm down this crowd if I go out and talk to the official. So I'd go out to him and I'd be like, Hey, listen, <laughs> you made a great call. I'm going to throw my arms up in the air and, and act like I'm mad right now. Oh man. So just go talk to your buddy, make your call and I'll just yell something like I'm mad, but really I think you did a great job. So, wow. and, and they would laugh and, and, um, you know, kept things light. But at the same time, if I did have something to argue later, they knew that I was serious and not just coming out and ranting and raving about everything. So I do that, you know, football too on the sidelines. You can kind of that, you can get a lot more flies with honey. Yeah. Um, I'd, I'd rather just be positive with those guys. It sets a good example. It keeps the kids from getting distracted because if you're yelling at officials, then the kids start yelling at officials right, and then right. they're not they're not focused on what they need to do on the field. I don't need them worrying about the guys in the stripes. That's mm. that's my job. I'll take care of it. And I think the best way is to treat them as human beings doing the best job they can. They're not perfect by any <laughs> means, but you know, they're doing the best they can. And uh so if I if I try and play nice with those guys, then when something egregious happens that I think happens, then it, it carries a little more weight as opposed to ranting and raving for 48 minutes every game.
0: And then you slip them like a hundred dollar bill or <laughs> sometimes, right? Every yeah. Dollar. I don't have a hundred dollar bill to slip anybody, So <laughs> that's not happening. <laughs> Man, that's uh that's great. Are there any stories that about students, uh, where you've just seen breakthrough, like you've seen breakthrough in their life on the field, uh, or in th- classes because of the coaching that they've received. Um, I'm sure that there's, there's probably multiple, but, um, has there been any that have fully stuck out to you? Um, and you're just like, man, that was, that was why I do this. This is, this is it. Uh, there's probably
1: been a couple is what pops into my head. Um, it's been more generically, I guess, than a specific uh, person, but it's been really nice to, see kids, cause I've coached at a few different schools and I, and I always, so before I tell the story, let me preface it with this. I, I always tell the kids, you know, if they're going to go to college to go away and go to college hmm. and stick with it. Hmm. It doesn't matter what town you're from. It can, you know, be the smallest town in the history of towns. It's always going to be there. It's, right. it's not going anywhere that I'm at Umatilla now. Umatilla has been there and it's going to continue to be there. <laughs> so whatever school I've been at, I'll tell them Go to college. If that's in Wisconsin or North Dakota or Minnesota or Iowa, then go. Yeah. Go get your education. If you want to come back, you can come back in four years. Mm-hmm. Umatilla will still be here. Yeah. And that that's true for any town, any coach in any town. They need to go. So many on the disappointing side to to see kids that had opportunities that maybe went for a semester and came home or mm. decided not to go at all because of you know, girlfriends or whatever it is that they're, they're going to be here. Right. Right. Go experience life. This is a huge country. Mm -hmm. Go see some other parts of it, especially when it's going to be on somebody else's dime. Yeah. So if you've got, if you've taken care of business in the classroom, you've got the grades and the talent to go play at the next level, go take advantage of it. Hmm. Uh, Yeah. Okay. So it's hard. So you're not near your parents. Okay. Hmm. That's what, you know, you can FaceTime. You can still see them. these right. It's not like the old days where it's like, well, let me write them a letter. Yeah. You, know, you yeah. can call and see them on the phone. So go. Mm-hmm. So uh, the town's not going anywhere. So, you know, here in Lake County, it doesn't matter. You know, Umatilla, Mount Dora, Tavares, Eustace, Leesburg, whatever, go. Because yeah. guess what's going to happen in four years? These towns will still be here. Right. There might be a new store, but <laughs> the town will still be here. So... Um, as far as the rewarding side to see those kids that have gone to do that yeah that's that's what's been awesome to to go they go to college you know they may not necessarily be great football players in college but they've gone yeah. they've got their education and some of them have come back i worked um the he's the defensive coordinator at South Sumter now we he was the head coach at Tavares we i worked for him over there and he was from Tavares and he went played at Methodist And came back to Tavares. Hmm. Guess what? It was still here. And now he's over at South Sumter. But he's a local guy who went away, made a success of himself um, because he went and got his degree and then came back to the town where he's from. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. That's, you know, you want to come back to your hometown. Great. But go out and experience some life too.
0: Yeah. Man, that's, that's, that's gotta be rewarding. Absolutely. And, uh, that's, um, Gosh, I come back to the word responsibility. Like that's a big responsibility on your shoulders, and I think that goes back to um, just you saying, you know, you know that you know that you have eyes watching you all the time, and you know that you have an example to set. So uh, it's a testament to you and what you're doing in the lives of these kids. So
1: yeah, and that's you know it goes back to the whole college thing, like you were talking about, uh, which we talked about earlier was the, you know, when you're. A college football coach, you coach football mm-hmm. and, and you make sure that, uh, they are taking care of business on Saturdays because that's what puts food on your table. Right. Right. In high school, you know, I'm the football coach, but I'm also a classroom teacher. And I, I have to be a guidance counselor for these kids to make sure they're staying with their grades. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though I'm not an official guidance counselor, I play that role yeah. as a football coach. Uh, sometimes you got to play the role of dad. Uh, sometimes you got to play the role of mom. It's, uh, you know you have you wear multiple hats as a high school coach but uh, I love it because you get to see all sides of it and try and build better men as opposed to just building a football player. Yeah. So the wins and losses are great. Like I said I like to compete. I want to win every week, but uh, ultimately I'd like to see these kids be successful long term. Yeah, after high school.
0: Yeah. Well uh we're going to put this down on record. Uh the Umatilla Bulldogs are going to win at least two games this season. So, I hope re- it's more than that. <laughs> at least, I'm saying at least, at least. So, the the current record is what? Uh well, it's we're in, yeah, we're in a building phase.
1: Uh the the last 3 years they won one game. Okay. So, um yeah,
0: two would be nice, I guess to to double that. Um uh, but uh, we'd in like, one we'd, year we'd like to win more than two. Oh, we yeah. So. It's going to be more than two. But just got to go on record and say that at least two will be one. All right, <laughs> I forget how many games are in the regular season for ten. high school. Ten. We play ten, okay. I can't say anything because <laughs> I don't want to come back. Okay, uh, <laughs> man. Well, thank you so much for just sharing your heart and, and being a part of this. Okay. Um, are there know? any? Are there any resources that you look to, or anybody in your life that's been influential um, throughout coaching, or maybe even in your uh, teaching um, workplace? Uh, is there just anything that you would? share with the listeners be like hey go check this out if you're if you're looking for a resource in this or that
1: uh football wise you know youtube's great <laughs> uh, i i uh, interact a lot with uh coach mcpherson up in orange park he's got uh, play fast football um there's a really good message board uh coach huey uh, a lot of football coaches around the country interact on there Okay. Uh, in fact, I was just reading on it again this morning, uh, just different topics, hmm. coaches throwing around ideas, what works for you, what doesn't work, and uh, those are my two big things, is is coaches on YouTube sharing stuff, and, and the Coach UE message board, I think, is pretty good. Twitter. Um, I follow. Twitter? Oh, yeah, a ton of high school coaches, a lot of uh, football chats huh. on there to follow. Um, there's just a lot of good stuff. Coaches all around the country, again, uh, Twitter's been a great resource also for things. Man, Twitter.
0: Who would have thought? High School Football Resources on Twitter. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cool, man. Well, Charlie, thank you again. Have fun on your trip. uh, And uh, make sure to eat as much pizza and ice cream as you can. I do not walk by food on a cruise ship. If it's out, (laughs) I'm eating it. (laughs) Well, eat some for me, too. So appreciate it. Thanks for being on. Yeah, thanks for having me.